babe. All right. That's pretty. Hello. You know, I I mentioned. I asked, you know, are we gonna rap? As a <laughs> as a euphemism for talking. Mm-hmm. And you know what inspired that? I don't know. Some that, that fucking grandpa <laughs> term. <laughs> Freaks and geeks. Oh yeah. And uh, Mr. The um, guidance counselor. Guidance counselor. Yeah. And, sure. Uh, Indy and I are watching it. Oh really? Yeah. He was like for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And it is so good. Yeah. It's so good. Um. But yeah, Mr. Uh, freaking God, I'm watching. I can't remember his name. But anyway, he is such a great character. Yeah, that show's great. But he's he's loving it. Um, it's cr- it's crazy to see everyone in that show, and then to think about how old it is mm-hmm. and how it doesn't feel like Jeff Rosso. Jeff Rosso, Mr. Rosso doesn't feel like it was that long ago. Yeah. And like, oh no, it was yeah. It was over twenty years ago. For yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Great show. All right. So what's uh what have you been? What have you been? Eating. What have you been eating? No, I don't want to talk about what I've been eating. Oh, okay. Okie dokie. Nope. We already talked about that. Yeah. What have you been? You know, (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, I feel like I was treating it like a joke, but I was like, Maybe the reality is he doesn't know what he's going to say. <laughs> I don't, actually. Well, we've got a couple things to choose from. Reading, uh-huh. watching, uh-huh. listening yeah. to, Let's uh, not playing. Okay. I, it's I been asked a while. You, I asked you this question, and I threw it out there before it was fully cooked, and I feel bad. I burned it. I burned it when we were all hanging out with, with people, and it was a podcast. Cast question. I should have thought more about it, and I have, and I've refined it. Okay. But I asked you a question a few Answer weeks the ago, question. exactly about what if I was kidnapped? Oh yeah. Okay. And somebody sends you a video, and they have a gun to my head. The N word. And they it, <laughs> very. <laughs> Very problematic. <laughs> Very problematic. Uh-huh. Someone has a gun to my head, uh-huh. and uh, they say it's the nuclear word. They say to you, "I don't know what you were thinking about." It's the nuclear word. It's the okay. nuclear okay. word. Okay. You know what? I should have known. You're right. Um, you're safe. Um, gun to my head, and they say, Justin. Justin, <laughs> you. <clears throat> anyway, they're they're using a voice modulator. Sure. And they say, "Suck my white ass." We have recommendations from Keith 
it's either a book, an album, a movie. What else is there? A game. A game. A game. Yeah, board a board game and a video game. Puzzle. No. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> so. We have, we have these five recommendations from him. Wait a minute. What were they again? Book, movie. Book, movie, bo- album. Album. Board, board game, game. Video game. Video, video game. All right. You will need to... You pick what category you want. Uh-huh. You will have to then read that book, watch that movie, play that game or whatever. Uh-huh. And we will know if you truly enjoyed it. Your your enjoyment will be monitored, and and will be scientifically corroborated. Mm-hmm. And you must enjoy whatever it is, mm-hmm. or Keith will die. We bye will bye. shoot him. Bye bye. Which of those categories are you are you picking? Movie. So out of all of them, out of album, book, and it has nothing to do with like time. It, it can only matter your enjoyment, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is for my life. So I don't want you being like, well, I don't have 10 hours to read a book. Right. Like that, you have to enjoy You would, You'd feel most confident that I could recommend a movie you would like. Yes. Knowing that I took you to see Bo is Afraid. Yes. Knowing that I told a mutual friend of ours that we both enjoyed it only to have you then come out and say, well, actually, actually. Uh, Well, enjoyed was not the exact word he used. I would say enjoyed is different than liked. I enjoyed my experience watching Bo's Afraid. I wouldn't say I liked the movie. So, yes, I stand by movies. Okay. And I think the other end of that question is, what's the last thing you would pick? And for me, it was an album. And what's the... Music. Yeah, then the no-go, the one that you would steer far away from, that if it ended up being a random draw and they drew from it, you'd be like, oh, just shoot him. (laughs) You know what? I'll shoot him. He's (laughs) he's not getting out of this. You said album, which hurt my feelings. Music. I mean, anything I pick is going to hurt your feelings. No. Which one wouldn't have hurt your feelings? You know which one would hurt my feelings the most, but but the one that I might expect. Board game. Yeah. No. Where, where I'm like... I've liked all the board games we've played. Yeah, but, you know, I, I do know... Or, you know what? I think board games bring with it a sense of guilt because the stigma around it. You know, there's a stigma around board games. Sure. I don't think it's deserved. I also think it's about the games that you play. Like, I still don't get, don't understand, and um, we'll get, I will storm out of any room (laughs) where somebody breaks out Catan to play. Okay. You know, I don't get something like that. Catan was fun, though, at a certain point. We only play digitally, right? Well, yes, that's true. So... Can you imagine? I mean, though, look, some of the games you pick have way more pieces than Catan does. I'm not talking about pieces. I'm talking about computation. Oh, yes. You know? Sure. Oh, I rolled logs. How, uh, 
<laughs> is that ripped? Oh, look, I got double. Sure, yeah, I didn't think about that. <laughs> like, I can't, I can't imagine. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, and C- Catan, the the fatal flaw of Catan, the thing that's fun, like Catan and Carcassonne, were two early games that you played a lot of, I played a lot of, but both digitally. Because mm-hmm. I, again, I can't imagine closing off an area in Carcassonne, be like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, two, two, oh, full castle there, four, five, seven, right. eight. You know, forget it. Um, so, yeah, I don't get that. Sure. And I feel like a lot of people, that's that's what they conflate. board. I think a lot of board game people do as well. But I wonder, it's like, is that because that's what you've been told to? Like, oh, Catan, it's, everybody plays It's like Monopoly. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's not fun. Mm-hmm. Play something. Let's play anything else. I guarantee we'll have more fun. Um, but yeah, I really, I really enjoy board games. But there is that in, inherent guilt. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think it's, I think they get a bad rap. Um, oh yeah. So where drum roll? Should we go back to the drum roll? What we, we want to talk? Do you have anything pressing that you really wanted to talk about? I mean, it's been a while since we talked about any of this stuff. Sure. I know you mentioned that you've watched some stuff recently. So let maybe yeah. we'll start with. So Julia was out of town last week uh-huh. for a work thing. So I watched. Uh, she was out of town for four days, three nights. So I watched three scary movies. Every Ooh. night she was gone, I watched a scary movie all by myself in my bed, One that huddled you... up underneath the covers <laughs> with the Thinking headphones out. on. Oh, headphones yeah. too. Now, um, were these movies you haven't seen before? Movies I have not seen. Okay. And out of the three, how many How many hit for you? How many were? None of them. Oh, pfft. Classic. Um, classic Justin. And you know what else also is classic Justin? Um, three scary movies. Um, he has a special time to, to do this. Let's check my text history. Any kind of. I didn't need any recommendations. I knew what movies I wanted to watch. Yeah. Three movies that you ended up not liking. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say I did not 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 like them. I just was nothing was like, oh, man. I've got to make sure other people see this. Um, what were they? So I watched Talk to Me. Did you watch that? I saw that in the theater. Yeah, what'd you think? Brother. Uh, I did not care for it. Yeah, I thought, um, I mean. As much as. Right. It is a quintessential, it's better than it ought to be movie. You know what I mean? Uh, with that being said. I mean, I thought the concept was cool and I thought that what a lot of what they did with it was neat, especially in the beginning. But I felt like towards the end of the movie, it really started to turn into like a pretty stereotypical, like, like what, like what I would imagine those movies, like whatever they're called, like the no-no man or whatever, those type of movies. You know what I mean? The, the empty man. That's, yeah. That's a good one. Actually. Oh no. Empty man. I've got on my list too, but I'm thinking more of like the guy that only shows up when you turn the lights off or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 The, the They have that one where he's a shadow. Yeah. Those type of things that have yeah. started to come out 
in mass the past couple years. Right. You know what's interesting about Talk to Me? You just reminded me of. Here's my Letterbox review. Mm-hmm. One like on it. Mm. Guess who liked it? Right down there. Chris Plant. Really? Mm. Um. Don't know how he found my. He did not like it though. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess the the stuff I did like about it was just like so. I thought some of the visual stuff was really cool. Just visually, I thought it looked interesting, but out, outside of that, it, it really felt like I said, the end really kind of fell apart for me, and then everything before that felt very much like cribbed from Hereditary and you know all of the other like actually good. Uh, horror movies that come out in the past couple of years, which I get, you know, it's, it's, I guess a couple of YouTubers first movies. So whatever. Um, speaking of letterbox, did you listen to, I think this may have been on the Patreon, but did you listen to wit talk about his letterbox story? Okay. I need to, I need to, I think I need to join their Patreon. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're still do, cause they announced the end of right. American arts and culture review. And now they're doing Casino Boys. It's basically the same thing. They just don't talk about movies all the time. Yeah, I just saw a clip where where Whitmer Thomas was talking about, like, basically he has a problem. A gambling I, problem? Is he? Yeah. And he's like, oh, so you have, yeah, you have, yeah, he does, they, he does, I mean, you know, how, how much of it are they playing for a joke and whatever, but he likes to gamble. And, and he doesn't have great return. Um, I mean, it seems like he's pretty much always at least breaking even. I mean, but it's one of those things where it's like, if you look at it this way, I haven't lost any money. Uh, but anyways, he's telling a story the other week about how I guess there's on Letterboxd, there's like a way you can favorite movies, but favoriting them doesn't add them to your watched log or something. Yep, yep, yep. And um, Wit didn't realize that. And so then Whitney was like, you know, in order for people to like be able to track what you're watching, you have to do this, whatever you have to do, add it to something. I don't know. And Wit was like, oh, I always just thought, if I favorited it, it would mark, it would like log it as watched or whatever. So he went back to all the movies he'd favorited and he added them to the log or whatever. <laughs> and, then, and then he said, Whitney texted him back and he's like, <laughs> now it just looks like you watched 500 <laughs> movies today. You idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just go correct this all at once. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so talk to me. Okay, I watch Talk to Me. I, I also have a gambling thing that we may want to circle back to later on if you want to talk about it. Sure. Okay. Um, and then I watched Evil Dead Rise. Uh-huh. And did you watch that? Mm-hmm. Didn't love it. Yeah, I liked it more than I thought. That's all the the apartment, mm-hmm. and I think it was it was nastier. Like it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty gnarly. And, and I think it, I think it had to be, and I yeah. appreciate it. And it, it kind of 
it was nastier than I thought it would be. And I think it, it does hit as a stark contrast. And some other people have made this point where like modern films, even horror films and, um, feel like they have to have a message mm-hmm. and like be about something. And sometimes you just want to watch like a gross, mm-hmm. scary movie. And I think yeah. that was just a gross, scary movie. Yeah. Yeah, it was fine. Um, and then I watched a movie called Ennis Men. Abstract non-narrative yeah just images yep and it is feature length that youtube video we watched except even less of a narrative than that pretty much yeah uh so and you know along those lines i don't know i just didn't find much to grab onto obviously it's cool and it definitely has does a great job of like getting that feeling across it does. and making you feel uneasy or whatever. Yeah. But you know, so I was thinking about this, um, two, two things. Number one, um, crap. Oh my God. Harmony current. Mm-hmm. He just premiered a new movie. That's all filmed in, um, Thermal. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Exactly. Um, you know, Godard, uh-huh. Jean-Luc Godard, uh, famously, you know, has, has moved more abstract. And both of them have a lot of negative minute, is feelings. Is he still alive? I thought no, Godard no, no. was dead. He's, he's dead. Uh-huh. But he still has like a movie coming out. Like oh, okay. One last one. And he made a film called Goodbye to Language. And the the thing, which again, is just impressionistic and, and all this stuff. And like, I think it's Goodbye to Language or another film they did is like also shot in 3D. Mm-hmm. And shot in 3D by like a misanthropic guy who now hates <laughs> movie culture yeah and it's like yeah watch this thing that uh, that is aggressively that like hard to watch yeah. you know um and i i always think so i have two thoughts about it and ennis men falls in this same category right it's also skinnamarink yeah i went and saw skinnamarink in a theater again just a very like abstract Mm -hmm. going for uh more of a feel like a nightmare feel um and then i think on the other end of the spectrum actually you have david lynch Mm -hmm. which i think also can make very abstract challenging movies but for some reason he does it with like a purpose that actually like gets to me his movies i find terrifying Mm -hmm. and like compelling in a very unique way that I feel like a lot of these other filmmakers like try to get to. He just, I think he just has like a mad, like he just has an alchemy. Mm. I think they, they can balance better than, than some of these other people. But anyway, I feel like number one, you are obviously wanting to comment and push against an aspect of film and film culture 
that you either are not resonating with or maybe you're frustrated by. Mm-hmm. If you're Harmony Corinne, you're probably frustrated by because you couldn't get do things the way that you wanted to do them, whatever else. It's like you get a shot to do something and you kind of want to be like, you know, screw you, I'm going to make something I want. And you make this <laughs> film that's like, there's no way it's good. And it's like, there's no way. Mm-hmm. And I just want to be like, that's what you do with your shot. Like, you know what I mean? Like you couldn't, you couldn't come up with like a narrative film. You just had to be like, no, I'm going to do this other thing. And again, I, I, on some extent, I get it in the sense that I'm, 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 I want to read a book outside my comfort zone, mm-hmm. but I'm terrified because all the books I'm seeing threaten to be what people might say is, is pretentious. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing worse than reading or watching a boring film. There's nothing worse than boring art to me. And the, and I hate the word pretentious because that usually is dismissive mm-hmm. and usually it's dismissive of the idea that actually what these people are doing in a lot of these things that get proclaimed as pretentious is they are actually so deep into their medium into whatever their art form is that the commentary they're doing is so like actually insular to that community that you as the outsider can't approach it. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that they're pretentious. It means that they like care more deeply or have a deeper connection to this thing than you do. And you're just trying to like pass off. I was just trying to have a good night at the movies. Mm-hmm. And this person wants to, you know, show me a door frame for, for 40 minutes. Right. Like, screw off. Um, I don't, that that's not my argument, right? I'm not trying to say, like, that's that's pretentious. I think Ennisman is probably trying to have a conversation with the medium at a, in, at a deeper level. At the same time, I can't help but have this nagging thought in the back of my head. If you went to a blockbuster and you were trying to have a good night with your, with your friends mm-hmm. and you're the director of, of Ennisman, would you really grab Ennisman, go back and be like, that was, that was the right pick. Yeah. What a great time. You know, like, Harmony Corinne, if you didn't make this thing, would you really pick mm-hmm. up this thing, watch sure. it, and go, br- no notes? Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's definitely a, uh, an exercise. Yeah, it, it is. It is. I guess that's what, like, I don't know, man, because... Again, it's it's not a, a question of value. There's a lot of experiment, quote unquote, mm-hmm. that I like. I don't want there to be less experiments in film. But sometimes I do find myself uniquely frustrated by an experience that is so, like, intentional. Mm-hmm. Yet, when you actually try to take a step back and look at what was constructed 
you don't really know what to make out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, oh, I can see what you built. Now let's take a step back. Oh, you built a, I don't know, a piece of crap shed. Like, Hamburger. I, I, yeah, I'm not seeing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure they say like, oh, that's intentional. Sure, yeah. At the other at the other end, it's like you, she couldn't just been a witch at the end. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it, it couldn't have just been like a town of people wanted to yeah. sacrifice. Like as abstract as you wanted to make that, you know, just couldn't. Yeah. Throw me a bone. Throw me a bone. Have them elevate like in the witch. Have them elevate in the air at the end in the forest. Is there a scary movie I should have watched? Sure. First off, The Empty Man. I mean, it's on my list. Yeah. No, I I know it's on your. You said should I have watched? I I would have said, hey, watch The Empty Man. No, Um, you wouldn't have. I wish we could prove arguments like that. <laughs> if there's one thing I would I would ask from a magic lamp genie, it'd be help me prove the hypothetical arguments that would involve time travel or peeking into an alternate universe. Yeah. Um, okay, so I would have said, did you watch The Portrait of God? The YouTube seven minute YouTube. Nope. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's seven. I'm not watching that. I'm trying to watch a movie, no, a no, movie but, length movie at no, night. No, but that, that's pretty good, right? Uh, yeah. It's, it's well it's, made for what it is. Yeah. Um, I would have recommended The Innocence. Okay. Truman Capote's. Oh come on. Horror movie. What? Well, from like the '60s or whatever. The sit. Yeah. God forbid. <laughs> How dare I? I wanted to watch a new scary movie. Well, why didn't you say new? And not only that, you know I've tried multiple times to get through the only book he's written, and I can't do that. Why am I going to like his movie? You would you would like the, the movie's very good. Um, did you watch The Ritual? No. See? Yeah. I What's it, The Ritual? The Ritual is a great horror movie. About four friends who go off into like the Scottish yes. forest. It involves deers, maybe? Mm. Or like a deer god? Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I watched that a long time ago. Oh, look at you. It was all right. Oh, the the, the possible deer god movie that I watched a long time ago? <laughs> uh, it was all right. You don't remember <laughs> anything about that movie. <laughs> I'm not wrong. There's like a deer. There's like an animal god in the movie. Is there not? You don't even remember. Yeah. Well, it's it's more complicated than that. There's a deer image, a deer god image. Okay. Well, that's why I'm remembering. Um, I watched it. I'm I'm actually, I have that book on my to read list. I really like that movie. Mm-hmm. Um. No. There's there's a few that I would have, I would have totally recommended to you. Okay. Um. If you care to involve me in your life at all, <laughs> friend, so-called. Okay. Three movies. Yep. Three, three not total whiffs. Yeah, three um, questionable calls. You made contact. Huh. I don't like that. Huh. 
Um, all right, so I'll hit you with what I've been watching. Um, okay. I watched The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar today, the new Wes Anderson short film. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Big um, surprise. Showed it to Indy. Big fan. Uh-huh. Um, and I haven't watched... There's going to be multiple of those, right? From what I was reading? Or is it just the yeah. one? Then one tomorrow, one. I think there's four. Um, and then some little things here and there. Honestly, this year's been pretty quiet, um, in terms of movies. Mm -hmm. But since we've been gone, I watched Oppenheimer. I think Oppenheimer is amazing. You watched it again, or am I just remembering when we talked about it? Yeah, we didn't talk about on the podcast. Okay. We're talking to microphones now. Oh. That changes. <laughs> Okie dokie. You should watch How to Blow Up a Pipeline. That's now on streaming. Yeah, it's on my list. Yeah. That, can I see your list? <laughs> this list probably has like uh, a grocery list shoved into it too. <laughs> uh, random asides with a marshmallow. <laughs> um, but yeah, so and I've been watching Freaks and Geeks. Mm-hmm. And I've been watching Only Murders in the Building with Indy. This last season has been great. Indy and I have really enjoyed Good it. Bit. Um, and the After Party, season two. That's hit, the Apple TV show. Yeah, hit 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 and miss, hit and miss. Mm-hmm. I've also been watching The Bear while I do my work. Oh man, I can't take I can't take the Bear. I have to say, I also. Don't care for the bear. It's, yeah, it's. How much have you watched? Uh, Julia's watched all of the second season. So I've caught, I would say, the majority of the second season. Not all of the, it. The, the first season, I would have really, like, if, if I'm reading the script, I'm saying the broad humor that you're going for here, we need to push against that you need to cut the broad humor Mm -hmm. broad humor is hard to pull off period in the best of circumstances Mm -hmm. and shoved into a show that you're trying to cut the broad humor with increasingly uh amped up tension it's 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 just going to clash and it does Mm -hmm. and it's and it's really cringy Mm -hmm. when like I think about for me, like the episode where they accidentally drug an entire, you know, kids party, mm-hmm. but then the dad's like, "Oh, I'm cool with it. Oh, it's not gonna be oh, lasting." So finally, some peace and quiet. Finally, and it's like, all, you did all that just for a finally peace and quiet bit, and like, what am I? What am I? I'm just still like, what? How, go to my friend the next day. Did you see they <laughs> drugged a whole kids party? Yeah. You know, it's it, it's a meaningless nothing. Yeah, and 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 there's an element of clearly like where they're proud. They're clearly proud of what they're doing, which I want them to have some pride in it. But they're a little too proud of themselves mm-hmm. when they do stuff like that. I'm like, ah, it's not as funny as you think it is, and the payoff really isn't there. In season two, it's had some better moments. I will say. <laughs> and I mainly watch it 
for my workouts and because I watched all of the great, which is a great move, uh, show mm-hmm. that just got canceled. But mm. uh, I've tried to get you so and other people like, to huh? watch the great and repeatedly rebuffed. Sounds like it's not so great. Hello, everyone. You, you had to do that twice. Is this thing on? Hello, everyone. Yeah, apparently. All right. So, yeah, that's what I've been watching, I guess. Okay. Um. Yeah, the bear, maybe, maybe part of it that I just can't get past is how much is knowing how much other people like it oh, and how that's... like... There we go. Uh, now the truth comes out. <laughs> and how like uh profound they think it is, you know? And it yeah. just drives me crazy. Well, yeah, I, I think that's the thing for me too, is like it's it's I think it's uniquely not profound. Yeah. You know? Um but what 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 are you gonna do? I, I do like the, the the clear passion of the people involved in sure. it. Sure. Um and yeah, I'd rather have that than a lot of the other crap. But, yeah, of course. But yeah, not not as enthralled with it. Apparently, I hear though the seventh episode, whatever of season two, is perfect or something. People go on and on. I've written articles about it. Mm-hmm. I'm oh, that, I'm just assuming that's the one with the long dinner scene or whatever. The long one take or Thanksgiving. Whatever. Episode. Yeah, there's also a problem with long takes, especially in TV shows that comes out. I don't know why. I think maybe because there's less time to like plan and block it. Where at some point it feels like people vamping. The whole episode is about uh, he's going to throw a fork. Yeah. John Bernthal. Yeah, like like there's this idea like we we have to hit our marks. Mm -hmm. And in a lot of the shows that use these long one takes... There's just these moments where you can see the, the actors being like, I got, I, I got to stay here. Yeah, and and, but like you I'm know what that something. results in, which is perfect for the bears, just everyone yelling at each other. That's all the show is. And all the one, the, the Thanksgiving, and the passionate thing is, and he's like, I'm going to throw this fork at you. You say that again. I'm, don't throw the fork, Johnny. Don't throw it. And then yeah. cuts to somebody's, you better not throw the fucking fork at me. And then people are just yelling at each other about a fork. Yeah, and trying to, like, sell that. There's, there's a lot of that. Like, we're yelling yeah. about something that really doesn't matter, but we've got to yell it. We've got to keep the tension up. Yeah, uh, it's not for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's no the great. Oh, one's out. But what is, right? Hello, everyone. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what I'm feeling. All right, while you're getting up, I'll switch us over to books. You said you've also been reading some stuff, I think. Um, you know why he wants out? Because he farted? He smells popcorn. Oh, uh, he thinks he's going to get some popcorn? I don't know if he thinks he's going to get it, but he smells it. That always gets him up. Uh, Yeah, so... During our time off, like I, I also, I just want to say, Ace, smelling popcorn, getting up, I saw his little tail wagging. <laughs> He's just gonna go get yelled at. Yes, for the next <laughs> five ten minutes. I just like the idea. His tail's going. 
He's out there. He still can't help himself. He's not going to get any popcorn. He hasn't gotten popcorn in five years. He's going to get yelled at. Told to go to your bed. You're going to be shoved outside, baby. Yeah. Tail's still going. And then as soon as someone's not looking, he's going to swallow it whole somehow. <laughs> Eat the bowl. Um, um, you know, do I have, I have to, I have to pee. Okay. Is that okay? Yep. All right, okay. I'll take a break. There you go. In the chorus of go to your bed. <laughs> go to your bed, go to your bed, go to your bed. Go to your... Is, is this upstairs bathroom a children's bathroom? Which one? There's the two. Lord. The one right here? No. I mean, no. it's nobody's. Nobody uses it. I went to go turn on the light, and I had to... Oh, it's low? I haven't noticed. You're taller than me, so... Everything's low. Okay. Go on. Hello, everyone. We're back. Nope. Uh, reading? Oh, yeah. right. So, reading... Writing arithmetic. Slash listening. I always feel like a fraud calling it reading because I'm just listening. I'm not reading. I'm listening. Uh, but obviously it kind of, for clarity's sake, it makes more sense to say reading because then it's I'm referring to a book. Uh, so anyways, during the move, listened to a bunch of books. Painted for two about two weeks straight. So I listened to a bunch of books for that. Right now currently trying to wrap up how familiar with the JFK assassination are you? Yeah, I told, I'm I feel like I've figured it out. You figured it out, right? It was um what'd you say it was the men in black alien <laughs> jettisoning out of his head right. to go back home. There was no no bullet. So uh, yeah, it was all a conspiracy to protect the reality of the alien that was actually right in his Talk head. Exactly. So I came across something last week or a couple weeks ago, and I had never I don't think I'd ever heard this theory before. Not super familiar with all the JFK stuff, you know. Watched the Oliver Stone movie, which I loved, did not in any way think it was based in reality or had any merit behind it, but just an entertaining movie. I know Chapo's talked about it a couple times, and I don't know if they've ever mentioned this theory, but it never didn't stick out to me then. A couple weeks ago, I cannot remember how it came up, but there is a theory that he was shot in the back of the head side note have you seen the actual footage there's a pruder film yes sure yeah i thought i had seen it and then months ago maybe years ago it was one of those times where it's like you're just scrolling scrolling and you see something horrific you did not plan to see and i'm just scrolling through reddit you see his head. And then I hit the part of the video where his head just explodes. Yeah. I had never seen that before. Anyways, 
So there's a theory that he was shot in the back of the head by a secret service agent who slipped in the car <laughs> and accidentally pulled Whose the trigger. <laughs> Whose theory is that? A YouTube? <laughs> no. So it's a guy's, a guy whose name is Howard Donahue had this theory and he came about the theory because in 1967, the year after it happened, right? It was 1966. CBS or NBC or one of the major television networks did a thing that was like, we found the best marksman in the country and we've given them uh i remember the, yeah the carcano the rifle that lee harvey oswald used and like and, and, and we're going to see if it's possible to shoot this gun accurately three times in under 5.6 seconds which is what lee harvey oswald did allegedly right uh, and this guy, Howard Donahue, I don't think he's the only one that did it, but he did it the fastest, and he did it in 4.8 seconds. Highly regarded marksman. He's a ballistics expert. So from that point, he kind of got the bug and decided to start investigating. And he was working off of the Warren Report, which is the government's official account of what happened and so he was kind of working off of that to try and match everything up and blah 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 next thing you know his theory is that george hickey the secret service agent in the car behind him heard the gunshot went to pick up his gun and find oz find the shooter the car stopped <laughs> suddenly he slipped and shoes jam came in the back of the head. <laughs> and so there's an entire book on this called Mortal Air. And that's what I read slash listened to. And it's very convincing. And doesn't it feel like that's something that needs to be like, it's hard to read that and visualize what they're talking about. Well, it the, feels like that needs to be a documentary. Well, there is a documentary around that theory not around the book but around that general theory but the book does a very good job of being like he goes through you know there's all there's all the stuff about the thing that makes it so prone to conspiracies did anybody interview that secret service oh well, well of course of course he denies it i mean that's the whole thing the secret service is denying it um obviously the people in the car are going to deny it but then there's one guy in the car who says he heard a gunshot close to him while the everything was happening. There are other people on the road who are saying we smelled uh, gunpowder or whatever. We, we smelled gunshot in the streets. They're not smelling that from the book depository or whatever. There are also other people who, I mean, a lot of it speaks to what, what all of this stuff has kind of, or what has been kind of a big fascination in the past couple of years of like memory, which is like everybody, like your, your memory and the way you remember stuff is notoriously unreliable, Yes, you know, but 
you can find just as many people there who are saying there is a gunman on the grassy knoll as there are people who are saying, I heard a gunshot on the street level. I smelled gunpowder on the street level. Blah, blah, blah. He goes through the autopsy and he finds that the type of ammunition, the like the shrapnel from the bullet left in JFK's head does not match the type of ammunition that uh, Lee Harvey Oswald used. It matches the type of ammunition that was in the AR that the Secret Service was using. The bullet hole in the back of his head was smaller than the confirmed rounds that Lee Harvey Oswald was using, but it was the uh, the appropriate size for the size of ammunition that the Secret Service were using. The brain has since gone missing, right? Nobody knows where the brain is at. Uh, the Kennedy family or whoever refused uh, of some sort of like uh, Texas, uh, uh, they refused to let the body stay in Texas because of whatever. There's, I mean, it sounds like an insane theory and... It is an insane theory. It makes sense when you listen to the book, but that led me to what I'm listening to now because after I finished that, I was like, I've got to, I've got to find out why I have never heard this idea before because it sounds so out there that I feel like I would have heard about it, at least a reference somewhere, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, there's a whole goddamn book about it. It's not just some guy's blog post, you right, know? Right. Uh, so now, so basically I searched it <laughs> and every response was like, this is stupid. There's no way this happened, which is funny, but it is not exactly convincing as to why it wouldn't have happened. Yeah. I mean, even like the, so I, I got, I, I ended up on the JFK assassination subreddit, of course, because there's a subreddit about the JFK assassination and they pointed me to an article. It was like, this basically debunks it which was an article I'd already read and their first couple of points is were was basically like this wouldn't have happened because it just wouldn't have happened it doesn't make sense and it's like well that that doesn't and so but then they also point me to you need to read case closed which is supposed to be the definitive account of of what happened and it came out in 2015 and so that's what I'm listening to now I'm about halfway through and it's not I mean, again, I'm not super familiar with all the conspiracies. This, what's interesting about this book is it very pointedly says, this book says this, ignoring this fact. Like it's going through and, and, and point calling out other authors and other books. It so far has not mentioned this even theory that it was an accident basically. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, George Hickey, the secret service agent is dead at this point. And Howard Donahue, the guy who came up with the theory is also dead. Uh, but the, this case closed book, it feels like I'm reading a book by a cop. Like it is, it is so condescending and maybe it's, this was actually something else I want to talk about with the room, but with this book, maybe it's because I'm listening to it. The guy who's reading it is reading it so condescendingly that it's like, I, there's no way I can like this. This guy sounds like such an ass mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. he's like, just 
so sassily pointing out all the other people, all the other people's books. It's just like, man, this is, this is annoying. Uh, so then, so going back, so the, the room, that's what I want to talk about next. You read the room, right? Uh huh. I read it twice. Cause I liked it that much. Wow. And someone on the severance subreddit just brought up corner office, which is the Amazon movie that's based on the room. Okay. And reviews on that seem to be mixed. I don't plan on watching it. Um, <clears throat> but someone on severance was like, someone on the severance was like, has anybody watched corner offerance yet? corner offer office yet i was wondering how it compares to severance or if it's the same type of deal or whatever blah, blah, blah. and so i was just like i haven't I haven't watched the movie read the book it's based on a it's based on i thought it was hilarious um and i'm getting all these replies like what about it is hilarious what about it is funny i other people were like i'm pretty sure it's about an autistic guy and I'm thinking like, what, what am I missing? It's yeah. a funny story, right? So I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm being influenced <laughs> by like the guy who read it. Cause I feel like the guy who read it does such a pitch perfect job of like being deadpan straight man, which to me makes it funny Yeah, because the stuff he's saying is absurd. Yeah. Right? It's supposed to be a funny story, right? I mean, yeah, it's it's not you definitely like um picked up on the humor in a very specific way that like yes, it's it's funny. It's not like airplane the novel right you know yeah no yeah. it's very sh- dry sh- very dry very yes. dry yeah but th- like number one just just the visual like when they finally reveal like he just stands in the he's just standing in front of a blank wall, wall. yeah <laughs> and he has like what does he have on his shoes uh, i like can't tissue remember. boxes yeah or like you know yeah it's like <laughs> yeah. it's a it's a funny but it's very dry for sure um but i i took it more like um there's a filmmaker uh he makes very like droll dry scenes that play out in like absurdist comedy Mm -hmm. vignettes a pigeon sat on a branch reflecting on existence i think it's one of them Mm -hmm. um but i've watched his movie and i took it like that um I'm just looking, I'm trying to find it on like Goodreads just to see how, like what tags it's apply, it's applied to it. Like if it's um, tagged as like a comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, but go, go on with your. Yeah. With well, your- I mean, it's, he's almost like, I guess maybe this is a bad comparison, but like Dwight Schrute, except not. Like, obviously not as extreme, but also not as obviously a joke. I guess I don't know. He 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 also has moments where he's just saying stuff 
um, that, I mean, I guess so much of it is just how you're taking it. I went into it expecting, based on the corner office trailer, kind of a mystery type, um, you know, kind of what's going on here. And it's very short. The book is like three, Mm -hmm. three and a half hours long. Funny, surreal, disturbing. Yeah, surreal. That's probably, yeah. um, Hilarious and chilling. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what was chilling about it, but... uh, the I had a very different uh I got a very different feeling from it the second time I listened to it than the first time. The f- the first time you are kind of trying to figure out what's going on and like how much of this is real and how much of it is uh you know, he's being manipulated or whatever. And then for me, the second time I listened to it, I felt like, oh, I think why I was like purposefully ignoring some stuff the first time I listened to it because (laughs) there's no way you could think this is like actually like this guy's a maniac. You know what I mean? Yeah. it's, It's pretty clear if you take everything at face value that the book is telling you, it's pretty clear that but, he, but he's also like very lost his mind, very efficient sure. in his job, which is why they keep him. which I think again, it's, it's setting up. It's a complete workplace like farce mm-hmm. and people refer to it as a fable. Uh, maybe, but again, I, I think it, it shows like, yeah, what do you, what does capitalism do with a efficient, crazy employee mm-hmm. like yeah, you keep him around because he's efficient right put up with him until you literally can't until anymore. you literally can't yeah because he's good for the bomb line right yeah but i so i love that other than that i've got to finish this dumb cop cop book case closed and then i'm gonna start even the title is a cop title. It's so presumptive, too. Yeah. You know what? I wrote this book because I'm tired of talking about it, okay? Oh, that's the other thing, too. I think I, at this point, I've gotten to a point where it's like, I've also done a little bit more reading, and I think a lot of people were really upset by JFK, the movie. Yeah. And so I feel like this book is probably, in large part, just a refutation of that entire movie. Right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm really pissed off by this about this movie. It made me write this book. Twenty years later. Um, I finished book three in the factory oh, okay. in the factory series. And have you started book four yet? It is sitting in my room. Mm. I've gotten into, into a habit of going to my local library, which uh-huh. is close. And I can't walk out of there with less than two books. Mm. So now I have like this backlog of physical books that I'm trying to like read and get back to the library and stop borrowing books from the library so I can focus on, um, I bought three books Mm. that I I have waiting to be read. The fourth book in the factory series Mm -hmm. 
Um, the one that makes you throw up. The one that I can't <laughs> wait to throw up. And I'm like, Barf you're going to have to read it on the toilet. Ready. <laughs> uh, hunched over, ready to go. Um, and a book by a guy. I actually, I actually read his first book down when we were vacationing uh-huh. in Duck. Um, he's a Scottish writer. He writes like horror, kind of semi-short horror stories. Mm-hmm. And I keep kept hearing about him. I showed you one of the covers of a Western, like, mm-hmm. um, and I really enjoyed the first one. And this second book, um, is supposed to be one of his best. So I, I bought that that's waiting to be read and that, and that's super quick. And then I picked up another, we kind of got into a little bit of like a older book loop. You and I, I feel like we're mm-hmm. reading like older books that have been overlooked or whatever and there's a book called the brass halo which is like combination of cosmic horror and like detective Mm. like gumshoe from the from the 20s and um people love that book and you can't find it anywhere Mm -hmm. and uh i found it used for like four bucks i was like sure so i bought it the book smells disgusting. <laughs> um, definitely has been sitting around for a while. Yeah. But um, those are the three books that, that I need to read. Currently, I'm reading, as I do, multiple books. Mm-hmm. Um, Ian Reed, the guy who wrote I'm Thinking of Ending Things, mm-hmm. wrote a book called Foe. F-O-E. Yeah, and there's a movie coming out and they had it at the library and i was like yeah, grabbed it it's short it's it's like i'm thinking of ending things mm-hmm. like shorter book um i'm about halfway through love it mm-hmm. i love his writing it's short each chapter is like two pages and um i think it's i think it's fantastic so i really like him and you read i'm thinking of ending things um if you like that, I think uh, he also wrote some other stuff and he seems kind of polarizing, but the things that people complain about, I think are the reasons why I like him. He's very short to the point. He doesn't over explain his stories. Mm-hmm. His stories are about one thing and he gets to that thing. Um, and I appreciate that. I'm reading a book called the history of fear that again was a book that I heard about that was hard to find and get a hold of. And they had it at my library. I wasn't playing a game. And I grabbed it um, about a man who goes to Scotland to study in like an English PhD program and ends up killing a fellow student and claiming that the devil told him to kill him and made him kill him. Mm-hmm. And it's about, um, this reporter who then is given access to like all the court f- filings and is given access to his personal journal that he wrote of this time of him spending in Scotland and talking to the devil and falling into this deal with the devil that ultimately made him shoot this guy. Mm-hmm. And it is really good. Um, kind of, again, one of those books, 
that nobody really talks about, but I think it's pretty amazing. I'm about halfway through that as well. Yeah. So, but I finished How the Dead Live, and I think it's brilliant. It made me do a new, on Goodreads, you can create shelves. Mm-hmm. You put books like favorites, biographies, whatever. And um, it made me start a new shelf mm. in Goodreads. And I named that shelf Books I Will Buy for You. <laughs> um, so these are not just books that I like. Mm-hmm. They're books that, regardless of who you are, I'm like, not only do I think you'll like this, I like it so much. Let's let's go in this bookstore and and I'll get it for you. <laughs> I'm, sure. I'm adding to it. There's seven books right now. Do you want to know what they are? Sure. How the Dead Live, Factory Book Three, because that's the one that started it. Whoa, 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 whoa! What if they haven't read the first two? Yeah. See, I would get the the whole series, but for sure, Book Three. Uh-huh. And the way that's to- well, I feel like. So book one, which you've read, is kind of the straight-ahead story, this detective noir that you come to expect. I think written at a really high level, and I enjoyed it. The second book adds some depth to the character, some backstory that's pretty heartbreaking, Uh and deepens him as a character a lot. And then the third book, just... I, I've been... I'm on pace. I'm reading on the second book. I'm reading about one page a month. Yeah. <laughs> Are you like page I 20? haven't given up yet. I don't know. Can you even tell me what happened? Um, Have you learned about his wife? Yes. I know about his wife. And their daughter. There was I know about his daughter. There was a nightclub at some point. Somebody oh, yeah. was this cut up fresh. into pieces. Blood drained from his them. wife killed their daughter, and she's crazy. Book three is actually like no vi- like hardly any violence. Really, it's a, it's like a mystery. Hmm. He's like caught up in. And I think is the best, like, book one, I liked. Book two, I liked it a little better than book one. Book three is, like, all time. Like, okay. holy crap. This is am- amazing. Yeah. And, again, he's showing variation. It's not just gross out stuff. Right. It's it's actually not gross out at all. Which, again, maybe is why book four is so bad. He was like, now, <laughs> now I'm going to hit him with it. I've got to uncork. I, <laughs> I'm so backed up. <laughs> <laughs> I just wish they were audiobook versions. Why can I not just listen to these books? Yeah. I don't have time to sit down and read shit. Well, I need to be able to listen to it. You gotta make time. Life is about making time. Uh, so, how the dead live? Uh-huh. Uh huh. <clears throat> the thief of always. Okay. Nine stories. Nine stories. Oh, the Challenger. JD Challenger book. That pervert. Yeah. You got to read this pervert book. You haven't read it? Here, I'll go buy it for you. The Fisherman. <clears throat> okay. The Terror. Uh-huh. Is the Terror TV show any good? It's not bad. Like, it. you know, 
if you're interested, it'd be the Terror and the North Water. Right. I actually think the North Water is better than the Terror. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 Terror did good with the story, but to me, there's a limit to how good you can tell that. It just the book is so great. Yeah. Um, Dracula. Bram Stoker's. Uh huh. The picture of Dorian Gray. Okay. The Road. Mm-hmm. White Noise. Mm-hmm. And I should add Catch-22 because I did buy that for you. I bought that for all of our friend group in college because I found like four copies at a bookstore for 25 cents each. I remember I was like, I just read it. I buy, I gave one to you, one to Elise, <laughs> one to... Mark and nobody read it. So I was like, "This is <laughs> amazing." I'm reading that with Indie right now, actually. Uh huh. TV show is good. TV show is great. Indie's interested, and it, it's one of those things where it's like, I as a parent am like, "Oh, but there's some stuff." But I'm also like, "He's 14," and again, when yeah. I was 14, right, the stuff I saw. So anyway, um, I read a book called all the sinners bleed, which is like a thriller, pretty straight ahead kind of cop thriller. Again, if you like factory series in that genre, Mm -hmm. but reading the factory series, which is like excellent. This is like solid, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And it kind of pales in comparison. So wait a minute, we're still on the list of books you're going to buy for people. These are ones I've read. No, that's it. So it ends with, with catch 22. Okay. Then these are books I've read recently. All the sinners bleed. I read, Pulitzer Prize winning trust. Um, and yeah, it, it, I have conflicted <clears throat> feelings about like, I think certain prize winning books are written just in a way that's not really for me. Sure. Um, because I think if they're playing with the form, they're playing with the form in a parameter mm-hmm. of still being like a ward Z, you know? Mm-hmm. And to me, I feel like there's also a length associated, at least with the Pulitzer Prize winning books and Booker Prize winning books that I've read or picked up where they're longer. And I feel like they're written maybe to be longer because you got to you gotta flaunt mm-hmm. what you got, mm-hmm. you know? And then there are other books that I've read that are sometimes more genre focused, but more focused or i'm like well this rips this is great mm-hmm. and then you read again like trust it's like i'm making a point and so you need sure these 30 <clears throat> i read can't win the pulitzer with 120 pages. 20 pages okay we're looking at 300 minimum right um i read a few others just to shout out the last house on needless street was a book that i kept hearing about that had a crazy twist in mm-hmm. it and in the end um I liked it way more than I thought I did. Even after finishing it, I was like, oh, that's good. And then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, that was really good. Mm -hmm. I really liked it. Um, And I picked up some of her other books as well um, that I'm going to read. A book called Lanny, which is a very short book about a boy who disappears in this little Scottish, I think, or Irish village. Mm -hmm. And then the ripples it has on those people. 
I listen to it as an audio book and it plays like an audio play. It's really pretty amazing. Um, then the two books that really blew me away, one is called Tell Me I'm Worthless, which is a very yeah. unique horror book um, about a trans character and an old friend who went to a house with this third friend who disappeared and then the trans character and her friend were both assaulted by the house maybe, but the house made it think that they were assaulting each other. So they left there thinking this person violently assaulted me and the other person's thinking hmm. this person violently assaulted me. Mm -hmm. And then the non-trans character becomes like a turf, like, you know, anti-trans mm -hmm. and the trans characters trying to like deal with what happened to them. And it's very political and it's very like good. It, it definitely feels like of the moment. Mm -hmm. And I think appropriately kind of angry. Yeah. And then I read a book called Mother Thing, which is probably the book that I would recommend beyond like the factory series. Mother Thing is probably the book that I'd recommend the highest I've read recently. But you wouldn't buy it for me? Would I buy Mother Thing? I would buy you the poster of the cut. It has probably the greatest cover of a mm, book mm -hmm. I've ever seen. I remember the thing that got me to read the terror was the cover. And then mother thing. Isn't was, the cover of the terror just a boat? No, there's blood on it. It reveals itself. I guess I didn't look at it that closely. Yeah, and you're like, oh, it's just a normal, but there's stuff going on. There's blood. There's uh -huh. stuff happening in the, in the frame. And it's wonderful. Mother thing is like very genre. Um, throwback poster that that I love or cover and the fisherman cover is actually another cover of a book I love mm -hmm. um, maybe I need to get some book cover posters yeah those would be three the terror mother thing and the fisherman okay as posters oh okay the, but, that'll go on your poster list on book goodreads yeah that's my, my, my poster list buy me posters of these books <clears throat> Okie dokie. Yeah. It's getting late. I think. Is that is that enough for two? That's enough for two. Quickly, have you played Party Animals? I know you have. The 99% of the time you've seen our Xbox on Party Animals? Not me. Mm-hmm. It's fun, though. It would be a good uh, Saturday night game. Or would you be a part of it? Yeah. On a Saturday night? Not every Saturday night. Not any Saturday night is how it's feeling. Well, check your check your feelings then because that's not accurate. Okay. What about um, in three days? Yeah, I'll be on this weekend. Okay. All right. I'll I, I plan it. to be at least. I'll download it. Get Chris on it. I mean, we're, we're still, we still end the night with Fall Guys. Fall Guys, yeah. So. I mean, I feel like it would be a good... It's fun. It's just dumb. Just a dumb game, but it's fun. All right. Okie dokie. Bye-bye. Um, what am I supposed to say? I love you. I love being your tile coach. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.